2%, just 2% of venture capital dollars last year went to female-led businesses, and that was on a record-setting year for investment. This is probably a pretty conclusive evidence that there is unbiased conscious, that's sorry, unconscious that's okay. bias. Yes. Um, that there's probably a con uh, unconscious bias in this space where a lot more money is given to men than to women. So I guess the big question that I have is how can we change that? How can we move some of the dollars to women? You know, I really applaud um, what some of the female investors are doing. Uh, my investor, Megan Bent from Harbinger, focuses only on women-led businesses or women-owned businesses, which I think is great. And um, I would love for our white male investors to maybe reflect on any possible unconscious bias in their behavior and see you know, what they can do to be more inclusive and to be more diverse. That's Nona Lim, the founder of the Asian comfort foods line that carries her name. Bone broths, soup, ramen, and rice noodles. She founded her natural foods company in 2014. Today on Fodder, we explore the answer to Nona's question of how we can change this 2% by looking at what the natural products industry is doing, can do, and must do to close the entrepreneurial gender gap. I'm Christine Kapperman, and you are listening to the podcast that serves up food for thought for natural products industry professionals. Fodder is powered by Escabona and underwritten by 301 Inc., Giannuzzi Group, healthy lifestyle brands, and Whipstitch Capital. A lot of this is not conscious bias. A lot of this is implicit or unconscious bias, and that's what we need to uncover. So I think it's really critical for um, men to also, men and, and diversity in general within boards, know how to work with a more diverse board. That's what's going to create change. It has to come from all sides. My name is Cheryl O'Loughlin. I'm actually the co-founder of the JEDI, Justice, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion Project, and the former CEO of Rebel, Cliff Bar, and the co-founder of Plum Organics. Cheryl has chosen in her post-day-to-day -day business career to take on justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion within the natural products industry. She wants to give back to the industry and make real change for the future. It's all intertwined, she notes. If we aren't treating people with justice, equity, and inclusion, we can't work together to address the biggest problems in the world today. This is something we have to do if we want to be an industry of strength, period. Why else does it matter? Well, we've been an industry that has also put forward in a lot of ways not just the importance of bottom line profit. We've had said that we understand that we have a world that we have to protect because if we don't protect it and help to regenerate it, we're not going to have a place in the world to do business anymore, let alone to live. And so we've got, we've always put forward to create that change and it has been seen as very progressive in that way. And I think thinking that way has allowed us to drive more innovation than other industries. However, that's not enough because we haven't done it with humanity in mind and how those two are inextricably linked between environmental and social justice. And so until we make that step forward, we really, to me, have not accomplished what we set forth in terms of a model of, a, of an industry that addresses where we need to go in the future. An important initiative in the works for the JEDI Group is encouraging female representation on boards. 
an issue that came to the fore for Cheryl as she served on boards and as she worked with another female-focused organization. The women are there, and there's, there's this lack of connection between the company and the women that are there. So I started talking to this group and saying, hey, let's do something about this. Let's really actively get these powerful women in front of these companies. Let's start training them as to how to be on boards because it's very hard to be on boards on your first couple times, um, especially if you're the only woman in the room and there needs to be more than one. That's extremely important to really create change. And not only that, but one of the things I think that we forget about is just putting all the burden on the woman is not fair. Um, it's, it has to be accountable across the board. So in other words, the way you manage a, have managed a board in the past, I think is very different than a board needs to be managed in the future where it's total, truly inclusive and voices are heard and many more people are involved in decision making. For Natural Grocers by Vitamin Cottage, female representation came naturally. Margaret Isleaf co-founded the natural retail chain in 1955. The company was recently named a winning W company by the 2020 Women on Boards organization for having at least 20% of its board of directors comprised of women before the year 2020. Women make up 29% of Natural Grocer's board and fill 53% of upper-level management positions, including executive, vice president, and director roles. Daughter and executive vice president Heather Isley explains how Margaret's values guide the company to this day. Our mom was an entrepreneur, and um, she was very passionate about health and her community. And um, to us, we had as our role model a very strong woman with a very strong vision. So our company is imbued with that, that, you know, women are strong and capable and can work any position and do anything within a business. Um, and that's the way we run our business. We don't, we don't think that positions are better suited, which of course, hopefully no one in this country does, but, um, you know, it, it, everyone is capable of being successful within our business. And, um, we are purpose driven with that. And we want to provide everyone who comes to work with us with that type of opportunity. Changing worldviews though, doesn't always come easy. It'll take work, and there are real practical steps all can take, whether serving as a mentor and even being more willing to ask for help. Nona offers her take. I recently joined the F Project, and it is a collective of female entrepreneurs, you know, focused on helping each other. And it's still the early days, and so we're looking at helping each other uh, when we look at marketing, you know, uh, pop-out locations where we can market each other's products or different kind of online digital collaboration. So there's something there, you know, where we're trying to help one another out. At the same time, I've had a lot of um, female founders come up to me or sometimes call email me asking for advice. Um, and I've always tried to pay it forward, you know, and it's something that I probably need to get better at reaching out to other even more successful and further along female uh, entrepreneurs as well. I think sometimes, we are less likely to reach out, maybe because we don't want to 
be a hassle or maybe because we feel less confident or something like that. Uh, but it's something that I think I would encourage all you know, female entrepreneurs to do more of. Making change, Cheryl Lachlan says, could be VCs removing unconscious bias by reviewing business plans without management team names attached. Training pitch confidence could help too. Cheryl saw gender differences in students she worked with at Stanford Graduate Business School's Center for Entrepreneurial Studies. And then there's the size of the hiring pool itself. A big one is on pools of talent that we're looking for for jobs. So it's very natural for people to, uh, to reach out to their networks. But what happens when people reach out to their networks, if only 10% of the women are in uh, positions of, of running companies, then you perpetuate the same people that have always been running companies or on boards. And so what we need to cast much wider pools of people. So for example, at Rebel, when we were looking for my replacement, we were really adamant and the board was supportive of this, that we have to have a diversity of people and we would not start interviewing until we did. And it's amazing how much talent is out there, but you have to look and you have to work hard. And it's not easy. But you know what? We ended up hiring a killer woman to run the company. And I'm so freaking proud of that. So that's that's what it takes. It takes some extra work, but it is critical for our companies in order to grow. Mentorship, even money, needs to come to the table. PepsiCo and Frito-Lay, through its Stacy Snacks brand, is focusing on these important tools. Here's Jessica Spaulding, who leads marketing for the Stacy's brand. PepsiCo has, you know, long been a proponent of gender equality. It's something that is, is really exciting to, to be an employee at this this organization. And so we're bringing together currently female-founded work um, for many teams kind of under one brand. It's called Women Made. It's a PepsiCo initiative. And it's really built on three key pillars. Um, we use acronym FEM, F-E-M. Um, so one is about funding, the second is about engagement, and the third is about mentoring. Um, and so brands and programs ultimately will kind of connect resources um, and people with promising businesswomen in the food and beverage industry to help them achieve kind of that success and um, economic independence ultimately. And so it, it truly is, you know, um, a belief within the PepsiCo organization and something that, that we've long kind of supported. And I think Stacy's and the Stacy's Rise Project is just such a lovely um, initiative from a brand that sits under that house. The Stacy's Rise Project is a mentorship and funding program that shows there's no shortage of female entrepreneurs. 400 applied. Five finalists each get $20,000 and get to take part in the program that will end with a $100,000 grand prize winner being announced November 19 on Women's Entrepreneurship Day. The finalists are Transformation, Ajiri Tea, Hakuna Brands, Perfect Granola, and Treehouse Milk. They're going to partake in a three-month executive mentorship program sponsored by Stacey's and really kind of embedded within the, the, the Frito-Lay and PepsiCo um, leadership team. And um, beyond that, then the kind of final grand prize winner, which will be named on Women's Entrepreneurship Day on November 19th, um, will win $100,000. Um, so I think, you know, the funding is an amazing um, way to start to close that gap. But I also think the support 
and the ability to build a community around these um, amazing women is something that we can uniquely provide, um, whether it's from those top PepsiCo executive leaders um, or the personal Q&A session that we'll do with Stacey's Pita Chips founder, Stacey Madison, um, and then all the industry experts that we've been able to bring to the program. The JEDI project Cheryl O'Loughlin is working on hopes to advance and change issues of the gender gap by engaging businesses in these kinds of conversations, sharing best practices, and offering education that guides this kind of work. But it's not just a program, Cheryl cautions. It can't be a one-time, okay, we're going to do this little training and we'll be done with this work. There has to be support behind it. Like at Rebel, we put together to help launch into this work a committee. We call it the JEDI Committee. And so that group is committed to the company that they're going to help us to move into the future of what it looks like to truly embrace Jedi and everything that we do. Um, So it can't just be one person. It has to be supported from the top, but it just can't be one person driving it. It's got to be the company behind it, the culture behind it, to truly make it happen throughout every aspect of the company. It's something that Natural Grocers by Vitamin Cottage has appeared to have achieved. It may sound strange. It's because... mm, how do I put it? We we believe in the ability of everyone, um, and therefore that's what we nourish within our business, um, and we provide everyone with that equal opportunity. And we see talents and abilities um, with everyone that comes and works for us. So it it hasn't it hasn't taken necessarily a absolute conscious or concerted effort, but we are cognizant of providing that opportunity to everyone who comes and works for us and promoting and encouraging and and, um, mentoring um, people's talents. And that goes back to mom and company culture. It's what do our five founding principles truly mean? Um, I think that's where this commitment to diversity and commitment to people in general comes from. So if you take all of our five founding principles, which are our dedication to nutrition education, commitment to affordable pricing, quality products, our commitment to our community and our commitment to our crew, behind that and the philosophy that our parents started the business with is a commitment to the health and well-being of our communities and to humanity as a whole. Um, it is a it is a commitment to caring for people, and for the planet. And when you have that as your guiding principle, what you believe in, and as as part of your culture, then I think that what comes out of that is seeing people as people and promoting, and when you see people as people, then diversity follows. None of this is easy, but it's a must for business and leading industries like the natural products industry. Here's Cheryl. It's a big elephant to take this on. It's not for the weak at heart. And it becomes very emotional. And so because it it feels personal. And so it's helping everybody to be able to walk this path together and, and acknowledging that this is hard and messy work. But we must do it in order to make sure that our companies are great in the future. Thanks again to our underwriters. 301 Inc., Giannuzzi Group, Healthy Lifestyle Brands, and WebStitch Capital.
a final thought from Cheryl on the Jedi Project. I would like to ask people to do a couple things as they're thinking about this. One, in Expo for Expo East, we're going to be launching a survey, and the survey is going to help us at least understand what is the makeup of boards within our industry and what is the makeup of leadership teams. Because we want to have specific data as we continue to launch this initiative, I think we all know by looking at our industry, being part of it, by also even the pricing that we have in the industry that we're leaving a lot of people out. And we want to make sure we have stats behind that. So I just beg of, of CEOs and management teams, when you, if you see this survey, please fill it out. It's also going to be on our Jedi Project website. And I also want to encourage people to look for the Jedi sessions, the women on board sessions at East and uh, the sessions at West, because we need people to be there to help to start to spread the word on this and what it is. So when people are asking me, how can I get involved? Those are the best ways to get involved right now.